Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 86. Has anyone ever gotten really super fat off of avocados? I don't know. Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. God, I've never some... known someone that got obese from sesame seeds. Okay. Yeah, I never, Just I never heard of that. Anybody, <laughs> exactly. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Hills Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today's guest is Matthew Kenny. Matthew is one of the world's leading plant-based raw chefs. He's an author, a restaurateur. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> restaurateur. Just restaurateur. Sounds, yeah, it's just not something I... It, it sounds very French. It's not something I it normally is, say. Uh, très French. Okay. So, très Français. Restaurateur and raw and vegan culinary educator. He is deeply passionate about changing the way the world thinks about food, and he is committed to the goal of placing plant-based cuisine at the top of the food chain. He believes that a plant-based diet is not only the best choice for our health and the health of the planet, but also has the potential to be the most delicious diet when, of course, properly prepared. Of course. (laughs) Matthew has earned several awards, including being named one of America's best new chefs by Food & Wine magazine, and was twice nominated as a rising star chef in America by the James Baird... Beard? I don't know. (laughs) It's the James Beard Foundation. He's got a lot of nominations. That's amazing. That is a big... <laughs> even though I can't pronounce it, I know that is a huge foundation for chefs. Yes. Well, he's really well known. He has so many restaurants. Like, he's kind of a big deal is all we're trying to say. Big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> but before we get to our interview with Matthew, we have to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Conscious Eating 101. It's the e-course that empowers you to express love with every bite. Brought to you by Magda Freedomrod, one of our favorite guests, conscious eating helps you to balance weight effortlessly and enjoy overall improved health. Self-care has been scientifically proven to increase happiness. That's cool. Yeah. Caring for yourself, as outlined in this program, will bring you more health and happiness. Fan of Magda's and CEO of Thrive Market, Gennar Lovelace, says Magda is super creative in cooking and food preparation. She masterfully combines the healthiest of ingredients into super delicious meals and desserts. Not only is her food amazing, her personal energy is refreshing, and she brings great gusto, professionalism, and heart to the process. We love Ganar. This course includes 15 lessons to help you transform your food choices into ones that support your health, as well as the health of the animals and the world at large. 
When purchased, you'll receive new lessons weekly and have access to them for a full year. Lessons like GMOs and why organic matters, conscious label reading, sugar and dairy alternatives, essential plant-based nutrition, equipping the kitchen, soaking and sprouting, healthy desserts. All those lessons and more, go to foodhealsnation.com slash 101 to get all 15 powerful lessons at the reduced rate of $297, $297, Food Heals Nation. She has reduced it for you. That's right. Magda has lowered the price just for you for a limited time, and the first 25 people to sign up are going to get a free membership to Thrive Market. That's awesome. Foodhealsnation.com slash 101. And don't forget to join our Food Heals Nation Facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com. Yes, the Facebook group is a great private place to meet other Food Heals listeners and guests of the show, and you can talk about anything that's on your mind, and it's a private, safe space for you. Shout out to Laura Meadows, who shared her incredible transformation with us in the group. Yes, her before and after photos are really inspiring. Look, she lost weight, she got into shape, and she's looking fierce. And thanks to her photos, she's inspiring other people to see, like, if she did it, then they can do it too. You know, personal interaction about someone making a change really, I think, is more inspirational than anything else. A lot of people are, are too scared or too shy to post the before. So they maybe just post the after, or they maybe just tell you about it. But she posted before and after, and I think that's so brave. And she looks completely fantastic. Absolutely. And another shout out to Caitlin Tremblay, who has been a super engaged group member, always asking great questions and posting really supportive comments. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. We really appreciate you and good luck with your yoga teacher training. We are so excited that you're doing that. I did it. It was an amazing transformational experience. So we're really excited for you. So join the Facebook group to meet these ladies and others and talk to us. Talk to us. At foodhillsgroup.com. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. We have a killer epidemic on the loose in the United States. It's affecting 200 million people. Your friends, your family, your children, your parents, and even some of you. And guess what? You catch it from dinner, from your dinner plate. Dean Ornish's lecture was just five years ago, and already things have gotten much worse. The healthcare crisis caused by obesity and weight-related diseases is now the single greatest threat to the citizens of our planet. Cancer, diabetes, heart disease, almost all preventable by changing the way we live and how we eat. The Milken Institute says that it will cost our country $100 trillion in reduced gross domestic product in the next several decades. Yet despite the steady stream of media output related to diet and health-related diseases, nothing's changing. Where is the outrage? Why, why is this not headline news every year? All right, that was the opening first minute of Matthew's TED Talk, which you can check out on YouTube if you want to hear the rest. But first, check out our podcast, our interview with Matthew coming up right now. Matthew just launched a brand new restaurant, OO Co., a new plant-based pizza restaurant in New York City's East Village this spring. Yes, I'm so excited to try that one next time I'm in NYC. I love New York, I love pizza, and his is vegan, so 
we gotta try it. Match made in heaven. I know. So one of my favorite restaurants of his here in LA is on the west side called Plant Food and Wine. It's in Venice, California. It is so good. And then his other new restaurant here that I just found out about is called Makeout in Culver City. Yeah. I've never made out in Culver City, have you? <laughs> I don't think I have. <laughs> we should make that happen. I know. Not together. <laughs> no, but I was separately. Ho- I was hoping with our husbands. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, still not together. That would be weird. That would be very high school. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew feels like when it comes to what we eat, he sees things differently than others. He's aligned with a world rapidly embracing the need for a healthier diet and an increase in plant-based food consumption. He's really crafting the future of food. So welcome, Matthew. I got to see you on a panel at the Sustainable Business Council's event in December, and I actually got a free copy of your book, Cooked Raw. So I'm really excited. Haven't got a chance to read it yet, but it looks amazing. Susie and I are looking at it right now. Can't wait to hear what you think of it. Yeah, and so we know a lot about you, and we said a lot in your bio, but can you give Food Heals Nation just a snippet about who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm a classically trained chef, and I probably 12 years ago decided to change directions. I, I was always doing contemporary Mediterranean-inspired cuisine mm-hmm. that I felt was healthy. I mean, my passions were always like, the food world, culinary arts, and wellness, and health. And I felt at that time that the food I was doing was really healthy, but I learned throughout you know, many years of cooking and serving people and seeing how I felt myself that a plant-based diet was, was just so much more appealing, not only for personal health, but for the environment, for yeah. animals, for sustainability, um, really for everything, and longevity in general. Um, so I decided about 12 or 13 years ago to completely change my personal and my professional direction and, and focus on plant-based entirely. And since then I have, um, been building a, a plant-based lifestyle brand, which is primarily focused on education, hospitality, media products and services. We operate many different businesses in the wellness field with us with our very specific focus on the culinary style that we have embraced. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's been a really busy time. I mean, the fortunately, there's just so much more acceptance and openness to yeah. to this. So uh, I am a, I'm a chef, but I'm also, you know, the founder of this company. So I spent a lot of my time really developing the strategies for the company and focusing on where the market's going. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing the way that the market is going. And especially, like, we live in L.A., which is the mecca of all of this stuff. And you live in Venice, which is, like, the heart of it. And I was just wondering, what made you come to that conclusion that a plant-based diet was the way you wanted to go? Was there a big aha moment? Was it a slow and easy process? What was it that really changed your mind? It was both. I've always been really in tune with how I felt from certain foods and even as a chef when I I remember a time in New York I had seven restaurants operating none of them were vegetarian or even veg centric really and yet I was eating almost a plant-based diet a little bit of fish and lean poultry but for the most part vegetables fruits vegetables nuts and seeds and even back then 15 years ago I told friends I I could be a vegetarian. I mean, I had this inner passion to 
be a vegetarian because I love animals and I, I love health. And it just, it all came about slowly over many, many years. Then one day I was invited to a raw food restaurant. I'd never really even heard of raw food. And a friend took me there and the food was not what really opened my eyes. It was just looking around the room at this place on a rainy Monday night in New York. All the restaurants in town were pretty much empty. Mm-hmm. This small little raw food place with, you know, just okay food was full of these people that were just glowing with health and, and there's just something different about them and their aura and how they felt and also just what this food was doing for the world. And I walked out of there that night 100% convinced that I was going to become um, completely plant-based. And I did pretty much the next, you know, it took a week or two weeks, but pretty much the next day just shifted my entire focus. And once I realized that it was possible, I mean, what I, it was a light bulb moment for me. I saw what was happening there and I envisioned what could happen if, a professional chef or a classically trained chef applied those skills to plants. And that was really, you know, my vision from that very first day. And I've stuck with it since then. And it's so true. You know, the people that follow the raw food diet, they are glowing. (laughs) Like I don't follow it. So I can't claim to be one of those people, but if you're ever in a room with them, they are like, their eyes are stunning. Their eyes are clear. Like they're just beautiful and good energy. And so I want to ask you about your book called Cooked Raw because that's kind of like, you know, the antithesis of raw food. It's not supposed to be cooked, but there's a temperature you can cook it to before it's not raw anymore. So can you tell us about that? Sure. Well, and first of all, the the book's title is a little bit of a play on words yeah. because I was a cooked chef and then I went raw and there's just a lot of different ways of looking at that title. But <laughs> I love it. It's great. But the technical definition of what raw food is is built around keeping the enzymes alive, the digestive and nutritional enzymes in food active. Mm -hmm. And there's some debate. Some people say 105 degrees. Some people say 118. But in reality, it's very, very low temperature, minimally processed food. I don't – I've grown away from focusing on temperature. I mean, we do – everything we do is focused on raw food. Even when we have a cooked dish, we – include raw components in that dish. We never cook anything longer than it has to be cooked. So, you know, I, it's raw food is my favorite. I love it. It's, I think it's the most vibrant. I think it's the most flavorful. It makes me feel the best. But sometimes we incorporate cooking in there as well because certain people want legumes or grains, which just aren't as good raw. But yeah, it's, it's all based on that very low temperature. I love the raw food diet. I feel like I'm much more raw in the summer and then in the winter my body is just craving the cooked, the warm food. And, you know, even if it's just cooked to 118 degrees soup, it's still that warming is like what I need. So tell us about your 90-day raw food diet. Well, I'm still writing it. I mean, I could make that very complicated if I wanted to, but what (laughs) I'm actually trying to do is make it very simple. A lot of people really want to uh, change the way they eat. But the problem with a lot of diets is that they forget that people really like the taste of food. Food has to taste good. It has to be appealing. It has to fill you up. It needs to have a lot of flavor. And also, any habit really has to be sustained over a period of time to become part of your lifestyle. So it's really a book that's designed to give people a roadmap to transition from 
however they're eating, which is not serving them well, to a way that they're more aligned with their body's natural inclination to be well. And it's a lot of tips and a lot of experiences that I've had combined with recipes that will bridge the gap for people who want to do that, but they're looking at cookbooks like some of mine, and they say, well, this is just too complicated. It's too many recipes. So it's really going to be simple, not a lot of complicated tools. It's not about restaurant-quality food. It's just about flavorful, good-tasting food that's satisfying. This is really day-to-day eating, and hopefully I can help people not make some of the mistakes that I made not knowing what I was doing. I just had to figure it out the hard way. What were some of those mistakes? Well, a lot of people, when they first get into raw food, for example, focus on all the raw food, junk food. I didn't necessarily do that, but I did it at times. A lot of, you know, maybe too many nuts, too many of the like processed dehydrated things. And in reality, you know, I don't even, I have a dehydrator at home, but I barely use it. We use it in the restaurants. We use it in our schools. And if you're making a product, it's essential. I love dehydrated foods, but day to day in your home, it's not sustainable because you can't possibly work and take care of your family and and manage all these things in the dehydrator if that's such a big part of the meal. So I, I just tried to do what I saw in the books and without realizing, you know, I can just eat a sheet of nori and an avocado and some hemp seeds and really good greens and some tahini dressing and that's a great meal and I can do it in 10 minutes. Yeah, I love recipes like that. I love things that are easy, seasonal, like I know we're going to talk about dressings and things like that. Really quick, I want to talk about your philosophy in crafting the future of food. I was at the Sustainable Business Council event and that was like a major thing they were talking about. And I think that you had a lot of good things to say. Can you tell us about that? Sure. I mean, that's the mantra and the mission and the sort of why behind what I do. I, I gave a TED talk about four years ago. In preparing this talk, I realized that there's a why behind this, and I really am, I, I do it things the hard way sometimes because we really do want to change the future of food. I want three years or five years or even one year from now, when people think of great food, there shouldn't be this big separation between food that makes you feel good and provides wellness and the food that tastes good. And you know, I really believe they go hand in hand. To me now, I'm, I feel fortunate. The food that tastes the best, that just blows me away, is also the food that makes my body feel good, that helps the environment, that makes the animals feel taken care of. And the only way to accomplish that is to, um, in my mind, educate chefs. I, I feel like the movies and, and all the videos of of what's happening to animals in factory farming and so forth. It's so important and it's motivated me, but it's not going to change the mainstream because they're just going to ignore it. The only way to change the mainstream, in my opinion, has always been to recognize that they're pleasure seekers. And so show them that the food that gives them pleasure, that's the most beautiful food, the most flavorful food just happens to be plant-based which it really does, but it, it's only going to come through if it's being prepared by chefs who really have the skills and the knowledge and the training to do it at a very high level. Otherwise, chefs without experience are competing against these really talented chefs who have TV presence and social media presence and all this classical training. And I think given the tools, which is great ingredients, proper technique, 
really good equipment and innovative ideas, these young chefs can go out there and prepare the best food in the world. And that's going to change the way people eat. Um, so we're trying to craft the future of food by being innovative, by educating people, and by being trailblazers and showing, you know, what the potential for this, um, this cuisine is. So that's, I don't know if that's what I said at the event, but that's kind of what I wake up and think every day. Oh, no, I love that. And it's so true because it's like, speaking of the chefs, and I'm not a chef at all myself, but I follow a lot of you guys and I go to your restaurants because, you know, Susie and I are fortunate enough to live in LA where there's a restaurant in every in our backyard like I can walk to Gracias Madre Crossroads is down the street and plant food and wine is down you know in Venice and there's so many options and they're all delicious and it makes this way of eating seem so easy and so healthy and you can take your friends you can take your husbands you know anyone that's not necessarily on the same page of eating plant food yet you can take them there and they're going to enjoy this type of food but let's say they, a person doesn't live in LA or they just want to cook for themselves because eating out is too expensive, what would you recommend, like cookbooks or just what can they do to really bring this to their table, to their families? I mean, this is what the 90 day will, will be about, but there are some really pretty good resources out there now. Unfortunately, I haven't had as much time lately to be on the internet, but I think one thing I always tell people, don't focus too much on the specialty foods, all the expensive dehydrated ingredients and yeah. the fancy nut butters. Go to the market. I mean, you can buy bags of beautiful produce and avocados and things like that at the farmer's markets. I mean, for example, in the winter, I have a sweet potato baking while we're, you know, while we're on the phone because I'm busy like everybody else and I don't have a lot of time to make anything fancy. So my sweet potato, which maybe costs a dollar or a dollar fifty, I'll take that out of the oven and I'll wilt a little baby spinach and maybe saute a few mushrooms and drizzle some tahini, lemon, olive oil on top. And I don't know, maybe it's five dollars and it doesn't really take any time out of my day. And so I, I just think there isn't a go-to resource right now. It's funny because I, I went to this incredible yoga class this morning and the instructor is offering this 40-day motivational email you just sign up and it's free and she's like today was all about service service to your body service to your breath tomorrow will be something else beautiful and i think some of us who have the resources really need to um you know create some avenues for people that are not you know for profit they're just free resources giving knowledge and putting it out there so i don't have a go-to right now you know and that's that's something that that I really want to be able to offer. Oh yeah, no worries. We know that you have many things on the pipeline coming up. I know that you've also talked about some solutions that are ways that we can create a sustainable way to feed the world. Can you tell us a bit about that? The plant-based diet is really a perfect roadmap for that. I mean, there are certain parts of the world that can't become plant-based, but the majority of the world can. And when I say plant-based, I know when in my business, plant-based means 100%. We don't serve animal products. But when I talk about plant-based for the mainstream population, I mean exactly that. It's based on plants. So as opposed to meat-based, you know, if you go to a steakhouse, it's a meat-based restaurant, but they're still serving broccoli and potatoes. And same thing with plants. I would never tell anyone you have to go 100%. I prefer that you do. I think the, the environment and the planet would prefer that you do, but you don't have to. But just make the diet more plant-centric and 
everything com- becomes more sustainable. We're using less land. We're using less resources. We're saving money. People are living longer. The cost on healthcare is reduced tremendously. Um, the productivity of workers is going to be better because of improved health. It's so obvious and so simple that I sometimes feel like my answer is not sufficient because it's really basic. <laughs> it's very, very simple. It's not about a pill or a vaccine or a cure. It's really just changing habits. I hear you. And so you're the type of person, like I would call you an eco-entrepreneur. Like you are changing the way that people are doing business in the world of food and you're writing books and you have the Kinney Academy and you've graduated students from over 30 countries and you have all these restaurants. Can you tell us a little bit about delving into this world of how if someone in Food Heals Nation wants to expand their practice of restaurants or their yoga practice or some some sort of business in the eco-entrepreneur world how can they get started like what inspired you to start this type of business and to continue to do more and more and more there are a number of things that inspired me i'm i really have only ever done things that i'm passionate about which doesn't always mean the easy way <laughs> yes um, we can relate to that can we <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but I, you know, I'm inspired by the entrepreneurs who have done, who have followed their passion and, and made it, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be the Steve Jobs and the Elon Musk. It could be somebody who really had a vision for a very, very simple idea yeah. that people didn't believe in. I just was just reading this quote. Somebody posted it on social media, but every idea is crazy until it's not. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I love it. You know, it's So I'm inspired by following our passion, but beyond that, um, I, I, it's hard for me to even understand sometimes. I think I was just inspired by knowing internally what, how powerful it could be to, um, to live this way. I mean, I experienced it myself. I was almost 40. I had gotten to that point in my life where I, I'd worked out my entire life. I ate what I thought was healthy my whole life, but my body was breaking down and I didn't have the same energy. And, you know, I thought, okay, this is what happens. This is what parents went meant when they said, well, we're, you know, we're getting older. You're going to have these aches and pains. And I realized once I started experimenting with this, this raw food that, no, it doesn't have to be that fast. Of course, we're aging, but there's another way. And the side benefits are massive to the environment, to the animals, to relationships, to our mental state, to how we sleep. And so it was just so powerful. I felt like people just have to know this. You know, it's just so backwards that we we are not living this way. And so my goal was to share it in in any way I could through writing, through talking, through cooking, through people's taste buds, through educating other people to go out there. And it's just it's just pure like vision. Um, it wasn't really based on any knowledge of the industry. I, I don't have a I didn't have a looking glass. And if I had had a looking glass at how this would unfold and knowing how many years I would have to struggle and fight to actually <laughs> like, you know, sustain my business and get to the point where I now um, probably wouldn't have done it. So it was really a looking glass into the benefits, but not really the path. I hear you. I feel like so many entrepreneurs can relate to what you're saying right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to come right back with Matthew's tips for growing an edible garden, quick and easy sauce recipes, and how to use seasonal ingredients. 
Our sponsor today is the Conscious Eating 101 eCourse. Written by Magda Friedemrod, one of our favorite guests, and endorsed by Gunnar Lovelace, one of our other favorite guests, Conscious Eating 101 is a six-week course that will teach you how to live a healthy, happy, and sustainable life. With so much conflicting information these days, it's hard to know the truth about what's sustainable and healthy and what's just a passing fad. Conscious Eating 101 is the result of years of constant in-depth study of health foods and scientific research on the environmental impact of our food choices on our bodies and the planet. Conscious Eating helps you to balance weight effortlessly and enjoy overall improved health. Self-care has been scientifically proven to increase happiness. Caring for yourself as outlined in this program will bring you more health and happiness. Check it out right now at foodhealsnation.com slash 101. And this course is for you if you want to become healthier and happier. You want to help the world become healthier and happier. You want to lose weight. You want to develop lifelong habits of making healthy food choices. You're currently on a healing journey. You want to prevent developing diseases like cancer, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and others. You care deeply about all life. You are ready to make changes and don't know where to start. You're ready to align your food choices with your values. You are called to a higher purpose. So go to foodhealsnation.com slash 101 and you can see how to get instant access to your e-course. Magda has lowered the price for a limited time. For only $297, you're going to get all 15 of these powerful lessons. Plus, the first 25 people to sign up are going to get a free membership to Thrive Market. foodhealsnation.com slash 101. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. So now we're going to hear tips from Matthew. So Matthew, tell us about how to grow your very own edible garden, which Food Hills Nation knows I need to know because I've got this yard and I haven't done anything with it yet in terms of growing. She so. does, but spring is coming <laughs> yes. and I'm here. Yes. So tell us what to do to grow an edible garden. Well, I think the, we, we focus on uh, raised beds at Plant Food and Wine, mm-hmm. really like hardier greens and kale, but we we also always have a lot of an abundance of herbs because herbs can make just such a massive difference in a meal, like fresh basil or mint or thyme. Um, and so I think, and even edible flowers, you know, in terms of flavor, like herbs are, I always like try to, I call them secret weapons, like what can transform a dish immediately. Mm-hmm. And sauces is one thing, but another are fresh herbs. And in terms of presentation, what can transform our edible flowers? We use a lot of them because for me, food is all about color mm-hmm. and vibrancy. And so from nasturtiums and, and all types of edible flowers. And I, so I think starting with them because they're easier to grow and getting a little bit confident with that. And then venturing out to try other things i grew up in maine and we grew it we had our own honeybees and we grew our strawberries and raspberries and i mean we grew everything but of course here in los angeles and other cities you have to do things either potted or in raised beds some people are into permaculture but i I would focus on those and then venture out and maybe buy a citrus plant or plant a fig tree it's really empowering to plant something and to nurture it and really just see it grow. I mean, then it gives one confidence and it creates this connection between ourselves and our food and it, and it just changes the whole mindset. And I think it's, it can't be understated. It's one thing Michael Pollan 
you know, really understood so well. And I can't remember the name of his book, which was so popular now, but buy a plant, nurture it, take care of it, talk to it, um, use it to season your food and then just expand from there as much as possible. Matthew, is there a benefit to raised beds versus planting in the ground? Well, I think planting in the ground is ideal. I mean, we just, we don't always have the soil for it here and the raised bed allows you to really use a higher quality soil, especially if your your ground is super dry and you haven't had rain for nine months like we hadn't had until today. Right, um, seriously, that was crazy. Because <laughs> they, they look fancier to me. Like you raise them up, you put wood around them. I'm like, oh, that looks fancier, but you can just plant it in the ground. Why not? That makes sense. They're so pretty oh, too. Yeah, they're pretty. And, you know, it really depends on where you are. Um, I grew up in Maine and... We, I've never saw a raised bed until I moved to California. Right, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so true. I didn't see a raised bed until I moved to California either because in California, everyone lived in apartments. In North Carolina, everyone lived in houses with yards. Right. Yeah, It exactly. makes sense. All right. And what are some quick and easy sauces? I know that this is one of your favorites. I, I guess I'd call them condiments even more than sauces. Like okay. first, like three or four that come to my mind. Pesto has always been one of my go-tos um there are so many so many different variations from perhaps a cilantro walnut pesto traditional basil pesto red chili or sun-dried tomato pesto i just love it because it's four or five or six ingredients made in a food processor and it can transform you know like take grilled vegetables or raw vegetables a couple spoonfuls of pesto over it it's just exploding with like I'm getting fresh... hungry I love pesto I'll put on anything <laughs> no I love it too and romesco the Spanish roasted pepper almond hazelnut sauce Ooh. um is one of my favorites um I love tahini you know tahini lemon yes. olive oil sometimes I add a touch of miso to it for salt Okay, I have um, a question about tahini. I am yeah. addicted to tahini. I think it's one of the best things ever. I put it in soups, salad dressings, and anything I possibly can think of. But the fat content is so high. Are we okay with the tahini or we just need to limit it? What's your opinion? Well, I mean, when I use tahini in a sauce, I'm, I'm using a little water. I'm using lemon. I use a touch of olive oil, sometimes a little bit of miso. I'm just Sometimes using it, too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't eat straight tahini. It? Yeah. And, and I'm not against fat. I love, I love fat. So it's got to be a healthy fat. I mean, I can't think of a plant-based fat that isn't healthy. Exactly. Am I wrong? No, I think it's, I think it's a great fat. Um, has that, has anyone know, ever gotten really super fat off of avocados? I don't know. Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. Just only saying. if you sit on the couch and eat avocados all day. <laughs> I do eat a lot of avocado and tahini all day. Is that why I'm chubby? <laughs> You're not no. chubby. <laughs> I, I eat a high-fat diet. I really do. So fat is not the enemy. That's that's the answer. You know, we are children of the, yes, we grew the up generation exactly. of hating fat. No, that's how I healthy, grew up. Healthy fat versus non-healthy fat. And especially as women, we need healthy fat. Like we don't, we can't reproduce if we don't have a healthy fat content. But so, sometimes it's hard for me, Susie, to get over. Like it's still ingrained in me. So when I see, but it's I, delicious. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. But it's Allie. We're gonna work through this. All right, tahini, tahini is, is I, okay. I, I mean, in my opinion, Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think tahini is okay. No, I eat it with everything. So I'm glad to hear this, you guys. It's not the source. I mean, what's of my the issue. fat in tahini? Olive oil. Um, the fat in tahini is just the fat from and the sesame, sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
God, I've I want never some... known someone that got obese from sesame seeds. It's always been from fried chicken or donuts or something else. Okay. Yeah, I never, Just I never saying. heard of that. Anybody <laughs> exactly? All right, all never, right. Guys. On this podcast, I've never resorted to the phrase "just saying," but I am right now. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> all right. What else? Talk about well, just, Matthew. What about your sour cream from Nutritional Yeast? Can you talk about that? Well, yeah, we do. We do. Um, well, first of all, sour cream. We do like a sour cream or a yogurt. We do a cashew yogurt, which can be used for a sauce. We do like we can do like a chipotle sauce, with, um, you know, based on cashew. So cashew-based sauces are also great. Um, you know, just today I was looking at a recipe for. Uh, we do we use it for these lettuce wraps, and it's um this can be used for so many things. We call it like a spicy almond butter sauce, mm-hmm. but it's um raw almond butter. It's got a touch of maple uh, syrup in it, red chili, ginger, um, uh, I think cilantro, um, lemon, uh, tamarind. You know things like that, like combination of fats and citrus and and spice. And it's really, we're really just trying to get that like salty, sour, sweet, spicy. Um, and I just, I mean, I have hundreds of them. And I just think it's, it's great because you really just need super fresh vegetables or avocados or whatever. And if you have some of these sauces around or make, you know, a couple of them a week, it's, just, it's so easy to make a meal. So what about seasonal ingredients? How are seasonal ingredients healing and how can we prepare them to make really good stuff? Food, when it's in its peak season, first of all, it tastes so much better. It's usually more cost-efficient instead of shipping things that are grown somewhere else and have you know, you're paying for um, energy costs to transport food. And so, so I think, you know, they're just more nutritious because they're not radiated. They haven't been flown across the globe. They're priced better they taste better so seasonality is really like seasonal local and organic whenever possible is the mantra it's really guiding everything else the reality is it's it's healthier for the planet there there's obviously a much smaller carbon footprint by using seasonal ingredients the cost is better for the consumer and typically it's just a higher quality food it's typically grown outside, grown in under natural conditions, given time to ripen properly. And, you know, I, I come at this from the perspective of being a chef. So I'm really thinking about what tastes the best, what looks the best, what's most efficient for people. Um, we do have nutrition courses, but, you know, in terms of the science behind seasonal foods, I I can't really speak to that, but I can just say that I feel so much better eating seasonally. I don't even think about a tomato this time of year. And I feel, you know, that the body also needs to go through seasonal changes, just like a tree does, just like the planet does. And this gives our body to also have its season by putting different foods in our body. And I think that's important. Focus on roots, focus on sprouts. Really, we need we need variety in our in our life. I don't believe in eating the same thing day after day. So, um, there are a number of reasons I think that it's important to eat seasonally. No, I completely agree. It's like 
why are you eating a food in the middle of winter that doesn't grow? It's not going to nourish you in the same way. And people don't get that because our grocery stores are conditioned to be able to give us anything that we demand at any given time. And that sounds great, but it's actually not that great. You know, why am I going to eat a organic strawberry in the middle of winter? I can't get an organic strawberry because it doesn't grow. So it has to be from the summer. It has to be or it has to be from so far away that it's been shipped to me, losing its nutrition on the way. So it's not as healthy as if I got it seasonally, right? Well, but this brings up an important point because we live in Southern California. Right. <laughs> where we can grow things pretty much throughout the year. But in latitudes that are north of us, nothing grows in winter. So this this is always kind of a, I absolutely agree, eat seasonal. Um, my body craves kind of squashes, winter squashes, that kind of food at this time of year. But like this is an important point where, yes, you want to eat seasonally, but maybe at least a quarter of the world, north and south latitudes, wouldn't be able to grow at certain times of year. So it does bring up an important point. That's interesting. I didn't think about it like that, you know? Well, think about it. Like, yeah. places that are under snow right now, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, can't grow anything. Well, it's better for them, obviously, yes, to get something. So it's, I, I guess it's about knowing where you live. I, yeah. Yes. It's about tapping into your seasonal culture and your seasonal food. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And Matthew, going back to the entrepreneurial stuff that we were talking about earlier, I know that your company is actually structured in a really unique way. Can you tell us about how your company is structured? We are an integrated lifestyle company. The only, I'm sure others exist, but the one model that I had seen prior to developing my company was the Martha Stewart model where it was integrated because content would be created and distributed through multiple channels. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we do. I mean, we will create a recipe. Let's just say we create a coconut mayonnaise. And that dish will appear in our books. So it's used in the media division. We serve it in dishes in our restaurant. So it's present in hospitality. We teach it in the schools to our students so they can go out and teach it. So it's part of education. Um, we may package it and, and try to distribute it commercially in retail stores so it becomes a product and so forth so mm -hmm. and the other um the other division is is services so it's extremely integrated and yet we have multiple channels of distribution mm -hmm. we have over 20 companies right now and they're in three continents so ultimately we we you know we've designed this company to be a global lifestyle brand that really has um the opportunity to reach a lot of people and help them you know, produce food this way and change the way people eat. Uh, that is so beautiful. We absolutely love it. And tell everyone where they can find you online and how they can stalk you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, where our website is uh, MatthewKennyCuisine.com. We have a pretty active social media under my name, Matthew Kenny. There's a couple of business pages all of our individual businesses have them but they're they'll be referenced on our regular page and instagram it's matthew kenny cuisine we have everything but that's where we publish the most and um yeah we love to share as much content as we can we give away recipes we a lot of photography a lot of blog by our students and uh, you know we just put a lot of content out there and try to help people see what 
what's possible. So Matthew, can you leave us with a tweetable or two that we can give to our Food Heals Nation? Of course. Um, well, I'm, I'm cooking a sweet potato tonight. So the first one is really related to that and the root vegetable um, sort of appetite I have lately with this winter weather. Yeah. Thanks at Food Heals Nation for talking plant-based tips. Try juicing a sweet potato for creamy vegetable juice and embrace wellness in 2016. Hashtag crafting the future of food. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, what else you got? Uh, embrace wellness in 2016. Grow a garden, experiment with new veggies. Thanks at Food Hills Nation for helping spread the plant-based word. Hashtag crafting the future of food. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> always. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Um, thanks at Food Hills Nation for celebrating plant-based cuisine with me. Make 2016 the year you grow a veggie garden. Hashtag life-changing. Hashtag crafting the future of food. Matthew, I feel like you wrote that just for me because I'm the Aww. one that needs to start the garden. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate you being on the show. And we hope to have you back many times in 2016. And we will be at your restaurant eating and drinking your plant-based cuisine. Yum. Yeah, please in let Venice. me know when. That would be great. <laughs> yes, we love Venice, so we'll be there soon. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so Take much. Take care. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh, how to never get a cavity again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss. Or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites. And, and so, so much, much more. <laughs> so sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam you, we promise. No, we won't send you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, health, longevity, and weight loss secrets from the Food Heals podcast by subscribing today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.